Company How's It Hanging, How's It Happen. You guys, this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's the 21st of July. Man, this year is flying by. And this podcast that we did, I, I felt like this one flew by based on the fact that the substance of this conversation was so incredible. It really has you dig deep and dive into the questions of, you know, who's the person that's really holding me back the most? And really gets you to notice that that very well might be you. And the music that has inspired that from the band opponent who was our guest today. But before we jump in to talking all about the album Sentinel with opponent and talking about all these like ideas that really came from it. I want to thank today's sponsors to the podcast. So, got to ask you a question. Is crotch discomfort hurting your game? Like, say you're out, you know, on a date with a nice female or males, whatever your preference is. And, you know, you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of getting like tight up there. You're just like, oh, no. And that uncomfortableness is basically, you know, ruining your game. It's hurting it. How about this? Fear no more because the king of crotch comfort, our sponsor, Manscaped, have spent two, counted two years, designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, and flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped. Take your balls to the royal ball throne. You know, like, my balls are always bouncing to the left and to the right, said uh, Bon Scott on Big Balls by uh, ACDC. Well, the royal ball throne and this bad boy, they're going to be nice, snug, and secure, but not too tight. They're going to be just right. Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the boxers 2.0 for the chilling. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know what's serious. I mean, if they're going to trademark the pouch that holds your boys in there, you know they're serious. If they spent two years designing this stuff, you know that they're serious. And time to invest in your family jewels, man, with Manscaped. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping on your entire order of Manscaped products, which can include the Boxers 2.0, the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which I absolutely recommend. Remember, 20% off and free shipping your entire order by using the code C. PP at manscaped.com. Remember 20% off and free shipping is code CPP at manscaped.com. I also want to remind everyone that we are sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival happening out in Las Vegas on October 20th and 21st of 2022. And we're turning memes into dreams of this one. Pancakes in the pit. Will from Modern Day Escape came up with the idea. Matt Levy helped him with the idea. Many other people are helping out with it and it is becoming a fantastic thing. It's a legitimate thing and tickets are on sale now. So be sure to get your tickets to see bands that we've had on the podcast for like Modern Day Escape, like Outlier, like Varsity, like Saving Vice, like, did I say Long Came Spider already? I don't remember if I did. I feel really bad if I mess up on this. Now I feel really bad because we have had, let, let me go through this again. Modern Day Escape, Saving Vice. Who was the next one? Outlier. Palisades, yeah, Palisades, Varsity, and Along Came Spider, along with Dropout Kings, and many, many more. So, come throw down with us, October 20th, 21st, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tickets are on sale now, when we were hungryfestival.com. I'll see you there. Find me. Well, Mosh, 
with pancakes in the pit. Oh, yeah. Now to our future presentation. So Andrew from the band Opponent is here on the podcast today. And this is one of the most profound conversations I think we've ever had in the podcast. You really want to dive deep and really understand who your worst enemy is and really ask those questions and find out that it very well might be you. This is the podcast to listen to. It is a podcast of, honestly, finding stuff out about yourself. It's about joy. It's about happiness. It's about asking the tough questions to put yourself in position to be happy. So please welcome Andrew from Opponent to the Core Progression Podcast. This one's fantastic. Are you guys ready? So let's get into it. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, you know every time the, the PR from Amsterdam sends me something, it's like, hey, you like rock, you like metal, you want to check this out? I'm always like, oh, yes, please. And they sent me this one, and my God. Yeah, I was pretty much like, after one day, I'm like, yep, let's go and do this stuff because this was a lot of fun. So this band coming out of the Seattle area recently released their brand new album, Sentinel, on July 8th of 2022. And the guy we're talking today, well, but around that release time, had one hell of a 48 hours from the release of Sentinel and the birth of his first child right beforehand. So... My God, I can't believe he's here to talk to us all about everything with this album, everything about the band. So without further ado, please welcome Andrew from the band Opponent. So Andrew, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for having me. This is great. Thanks for being on, man. First off, I mean, especially with the release and Ham Child, you know, whirlwind of a 48 hours. So how's everything been going for you? How's everything been feeling? I mean, there, there's a lot there. Got to be a lot of emotion, but a lot of positive emotion going through you right now. Absolutely. Honestly, I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life. I mean, on the music side of things, bringing an album into the world is grueling, exciting, you know, all, all of the above, blood, sweat, tears, everything. And for that album to come out like the day after my son was born and to be um, yeah, just learning how to be a dad, like at the same time as getting to go through this experience. Honestly, like if you told me five years ago that I would get to do those two, th those two things at the same time, I would have said, no, man, you got, you got the wrong number. <laughs> so I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. It's exhausting, but it's, it's it, those, those challenges, honestly, you know, it's the best. It's like, it has to be like a positive exhaustion where, of course, you're putting so much energy into everything. You guys just put so much energy into recording this album and now into releasing and getting everything set for it so that it could be the best release possible for the band so far. Because, well, you know, there's going to be plenty of releases coming forward, but you always want to make that release the best one ever. Just keep going for it. But on top of that, you also have the birth of your son, all the emotion, all the energy that's going to that. So I do understand the exhaustion of it, but well, not fully, just I understand the idea, the fact that, you know, with so much going on, you are going to have that feel of just, man, that's a lot there. But it's got to be for the positive because of what has all happened and the outcome of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, this sounds cliche, but like everything I write is, is for someone, for somebody. And so the satisfaction of it is just having, you know, even a deeper sense of purpose. And, you know, I hope when he gets older, he digs into the lyrics. I hope he digs into learning how to play guitar and, you know, learning how to play drums and, uh, you know, all those things, like he doesn't have to be a musician by any by any measure or anything like that but um just when you make something for someone it makes it different um than just making something to be cool so 
I think that's the whole the whole band and the idea behind the band and behind the album is always coming from a place of you know what is the purpose of this band in the first place what is the purpose of this song what is the purpose of this album and really wrestling with those questions and arriving at answers to those questions that you feel good enough to give the next year you know one two sometimes three years of your life to or more um so that yeah i all that to say i'm excited about all of it and you know purpose-built stuff is always is, is made to last and that's our that's our aim well, un- totally understandable. And one thing I'll take a look that with that too is, when, especially from a music fan standpoint, when we listen to music and we listen to music and let's say, you know, I'm just going to use pop music in, as an example because a lot of my friends, they're in a lot of that stuff. And it seems like every single year, you know, these always get those new songs, those new hit songs that come out. And it's like the ones that came out previously, you know, they just get recycled back to the end. And it's just, you know, you might go back to them just for nostalgia purposes to take you back to that specific time that you first listened to them or when it was popular. But I mean, you go back to popular songs they are like for pop music back in like 2016. I mean, not many people are listening over because a lot of them just kind of have a little more of that production fluff to it where the purpose is to be a hit. The purpose isn't to have such a deep connection to it. Granted, there are some pop songs that do have that deep connection to them. I'm not saying all of them do. I'm saying that there's a good amount of them that do. But when it comes to a lot of, you know, rock and metal bands, specifically the ones that I've been able to talk to and work with alongside as well, it's they have this vision. They have this purpose when they're writing to really create something that has a deep amount of substance to it with whatever the message is going to be. And you're able to go back to those songs. I mean, go back to songs like from 2013, 2012. I'm thinking of like times going back to, you know, listening to Rise Against the Suffer and the Witness from 2006 and still resonating pods like so much of those lyrics even today as well. And it just, when you write with so much purpose and you write with that purpose to connect with yourself, to connect with other people that are going to listen to that music, that's what makes it timeless. And that's what makes it so that when your son starts to, you know, grow up, even though he's only a couple days old at this point, when he starts to grow up and be able to, you know, listen to music, he's going to be able to listen to the music of opponent and really get an, a further understanding of, you know, maybe where your mind was at this time, what the purpose was and what you were thinking, what you were feeling, and the message you wanted to put out there during this moment in time. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, I, we all, all the guys in the band, myself included, like we have those tracks that we go back to um, that we grew up on you know, these old faithful tracks that keep bringing us energy into our life. And honestly, like leaning on music when there's nothing else to lean on is like why it's there, you know? And so that's the, I, to make stuff that, um, important you know, you, you don't really have control over that, but we believe, you know, you, you show up to work and, you know, like the old, um, understanding of genius like that goes back to the roman era of like they you know the ancient romans and you know folks back then like believed that a genius wasn't was an external being that came to you and blessed your work with it being a genius piece you know but they they believe like the step one is show up try if something great happens then that's great um but if you never show up you never try to make something that valuable, that meaningful to yourself, um, you have no chance of that ever happening. So that's always kind of been our mantra 
you know, in how we approach practice shows, you know, all of it is about showing up and, you know, making something out of nothing. And the hope is that it will last, but the only way that that's going to happen is if you really mean it when you, when you do it, you know? Oh, absolutely. And when we listen to music as well, when we connect with whatever it might be that we connect with, I mean, it's always based on the fact that, you know, the artist, whoever created that art, it's because they meant it, it's because they felt something and they were able to express it, whether it's on paper, whether it's on a canvas, whether it's on an audio check, whether it's through their music, through a live thing, whatever it is. And just with that mentality of, you know, the most important thing is just showing up and just being present in that moment and just making the most out of it. I mean, I think the quote was like, you know, 90, 90% of life is just showing up. I mean, if that's kind of the mentality, I mean, you've got 90% of everything covered right there just by showing up completely. And the rest of the 10% is just focus. And I do like the idea that you put with, you know, everything with the Romans and the idea of the genius as well, just connecting to that, really connecting different thoughts and different values and ideas from, of you know, I would say the old world, but like the most prominent society from the old world and putting it into the day and just really being able to understand that and then connect not only this music and this art that you're making with yourself, but being able to help connect that to other people once they listen to it, once they digest it, once they really get a chance to sit down, take a deep breath and just listen. Yeah. And in this whole journey, there's been moments where I didn't want to show up, you know, and there's, there's the, the points where you're out of energy and you're out of ideas, you're out of riffs, you're out of, you know, drum packs and you know all, all this all of your materials run out and i in finding a name for this band like i really wanted something that would paint me into a corner that would force me to dig harder than i've ever you know dug before for energy when i need it whether that's live or in the studio writing um you know and that's why the word opponent is it, it really to me is 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 this whole idea that like, you know, I'm fighting someone and I'm doing battle with someone. And if I'm courageous enough to ask the question, is that person myself? <laughs> it's usually, yeah. And that's, that's a hard thing to answer honestly for a lot of people. And my hope and my prayer is that I answer that question honestly um, every day of, you know, who am I really fighting here? It's usually myself, my own insecurities, my own doubts that what I might try might not work, you know. And so the word opponent really paints me into a corner and goes, well, who are you really fighting here? Is the only person in front of you yourself? Well, that's that's something that you can you can you can overcome. You can overcome yourself, um, you know, blaming all of my problems in life on external um forces or external things every time like that that's a road to nowhere so i guess the the way that it the the band name itself is kind of this infinite gas tank like a, a couple of my other writer buddies like we we joke about this like infinite lemon like well it's something that you can always <laughs> it you squeeze it and you're always going to get something and and the the word opponent is is when I, when I just have no ideas or if I have, I forget, like, why am I doing this again? It's like, oh, yeah, I have the chance and the opportunity to inspire someone else to get over themselves, which is my entire story, you know, getting over myself. And that's 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 why I'm here. 
And I think that's one reason why a lot of people are going to be able to connect and really resonate with the band as well, given that mentality, given that idea that when you're really looking inward, that the person that's really preventing you from doing a lot of these things, the person that's, you know, kind of the opponent of yourself in your life is, it does end up being yourself. And in my mind, a lot of people really struggle with that because they don't want to have that sense of, you know, that, that sense of failure within themselves. Because if you look inward and, you know, you realize that you're the person that's saying your way, you're the person that's preventing you from getting to the places that you want to go in life. You're the one that's preventing you from being happy. You don't really want to necessarily, a lot of people don't really want to, you know, connect with that just because it makes them feel like, you know, okay, now I have failed and it was because of me. There's a lot of people that want to shed that responsibility onto something else. It's, oh, I feel, oh, I didn't get where I want to go because, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't the right time in life. I just was born in the wrong era, didn't have some opportunities or just didn't, you know, get the chances that some other people did. But if you're able to take a look inward on certain aspects of your life and understand that, you know, you're the one that put yourself in the situation, you had decisions that you had to make. And you end up making decisions that put you into this into this spot. So you might be the person that's saying in your own way. However, I do like the idea that you put behind there where it's when you understand that it's, you know, if there's anyone that can beat yourself, it's going to be you. If there's anyone that can, you know, overtake that, it's going to be you because who knows you better than you. So you can get motivation from that because you know that the only person in your way is yourself. Hell, I, I went through something like that, you know, in, from 2017 trying to figure out what all was going wrong. And it was... I just realized I wasn't happy in life and it was because of certain decisions that I had made that led me to certain places and mm -hmm. that I was just not living a life that I actually wanted to live. I was going to go down the path living a life of just basically, you know, that very, very mundane corporate lifestyle. And I just, I just didn't want it. And until mm -hmm. I actually took, you know, the responsibility for myself and understood that I was one that put myself in that situation that's when everything started to turn around. That's when this whole entire podcast was created. And now, you know, this is this is my 321st episode and it makes total sense, you know, why I'm listening to Sentinel, why I'm listening to the whole entire album and I'm picking up on certain aspects of it. And it's because of that idea that, you know, when it comes down to it, you are your own worst enemy in so many different places. You're the one that's saying in your way. Once you're able to recognize that, that's the first part in solving a problem is recognizing there is one. Second part mm -hmm. is recognizing what that problem actually is. And when you realize that it's you because you're standing in your way, then you can go and figure it out and attack that problem and find a way to make sure that you are not the one standing in your way, but you're the solution to make it sure that, you know, you're going forward and doing the best you can in life and getting to where you want to go. Absolutely. And you need a soundtrack when you do it. <laughs> you know, that's that was the whole idea of why music. You know, I, I listen to a lot of special forces podcasts, like all different kinds of stuff, business podcasts. Like I'm interested in, what are the people at the highest level of their game, you know, like the highest, highest level, like how do they think, you know, and it's all, I am my own worst enemy. That's, you know, the best leaders in the world are thinking that way of really being interested, really having actual authentic humility enough to ask someone, what do you see in me that I'm not seeing? And, and so when you do that kind of battle, I guess, like for lack of a better word, like I just, the first thing I was like, man, you, you kind of need a soundtrack <laughs> when you're doing that um, internal work and, you know, as you go through life. And so that's why growing up listening to Metallica, like got me through school and, you know, listening to Gojira, like brought me back to those early days in my life 
you know, these different soundtracks are the sort of path. Oh, right. That path leads me ahead, you know? And so that's the goal in all of this music is, you know, that I, I'm not going to say, you know, Sentinel is the best metal album that's ever been made, but I will say it's an arrow that flies. It's a car that drives. It's a plane that gets you from point A to point B. And like, that's, it's a, it's a, it's, it encapsulates this era of our lives of, and it, and it got us from one place to another place. And if people aren't able to recognize that, um, well, I would say look deeper than your knee-jerk reaction to something because it could be something you ate. Um, or, or, you know, it's just, if it, it going through this whole process has really challenged me and how I consume art and how I actually like see it and how I look deeper than maybe my surface level reaction to something. Um, and the intention, why, why something is built. If you understand the intention, why something is built and then, and then see it um that's that's where you really get to live the life of of the person that created that you know like hearing leonardo da vinci's life situation when he created mona lisa like when i when i went through um his the the book uh sir is it sir walter isaacson who wrote I think so. um uh leonardo da vinci's you know, audiobook that I was listening to. It's like, wow. Understanding his stage of life and then looking at what he was making through that lens makes it a hundred times as powerful, maybe a thousand. So I think that that's really in doing all of this, it's really been a humbling experience for me. It's actually destroyed my ego way more than build it up so high, like some kind of rock star thing. It's more like, wow, now that you're actually trying to do this, now you can actually appreciate something when you listen to it before you judge it, understand, well, where where were these creatives at when they did this? Why did they do that? And then through that lens, you you have such a deeper appreciation of what they're trying to say to you and what they're trying to give you, you know? And the best stuff in the world is the stuff we need, you know? So that's... That's the goal, and, and that was the goal in this album. Um, I didn't know if we were going to be able to have kids um, at the time of the writing of this album, but I just thought, you know, if if I ever do, I want this year, maybe two year process, to count towards something that lives outlives me. And everyone in the band it was thinking that, you know, um, we just we want to build stuff that people can use, and that's there's no point in us doing it if it's not useful to somebody, you know. Oh, yeah, totally understandable. I mean, building something like this for people to basically kind of use as a potential soundtrack to understand certain things about life, understand that they might be the ones that are standing in their own way to really dig deep and understand not only that, but listening to other music and looking at other pieces of art and seeing where the artist was at that time in life and seeing where their mental state was, understanding that, and then seeing how that came out in their I mean, I'll use Beartooth as an example as well, because from the, their first four albums, just hearing where Caleb Shomo's mindset was with a lot of those, and you're seeing just the sound and you're hearing them and you're just feeling the emotion that's coming out there. Sometimes some moments of just depressive desperation and just longing for something better. And it's just the, the power that's come out of it is incredible. And now I know they're releasing new music coming up, you know, right around this time. 
and it's in a completely different mental state. So I'm like, I'm always curious to see how that's going to turn out, seeing where artists have come from and just seeing where, you know, of course, even over time as well, over time, you know, guys that are in there, like, you know, making music in their twenties, they're going to be focusing on different issues, but all of a sudden guys get in their thirties and forties, they have families, they have kids. And now the mental mindset has changed based off of where they are in life and having an understanding of that allows you to not only appreciate the music more, but also, you know, from a listener's perspective, get so much more out of it because you get to get a kind of like a little bit of a emotional look and see not only into the artist's life, but potentially into how you might connect to yourself in that type of a situation. If you ever get to that situation, it helps us learn so much about ourselves that it really helps us figure out who we are as people on the inside figure out who we truly are and then be able to express that and understand that to become the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on a surface level, it should be in, as, you know, enjoyable on on its own, right. On a surface level too. You know, um, my, my grandfather built satellites like in the fifties, he was part of the space race. And like, I, I have, um, I'd have to dig for it, but I have a piece of a, a satellite that he built, you know, and I, I'm always thinking about him when I'm doing anything. It's like, you know, I, w- I would want him to see what I'm doing and be proud of it, you know, and on a surface level, I'm, I'm fairly certain if I walked into his workspace, I would, I could tell he was building a satellite, you know, and it's like, but then on a deeper level, I will never be like mathematically where he was where he was doing all of the calculations on paper and 3d 3d renderings like old school drafting with his hand and you know all that stuff so like on a surface level people should be able to enjoy what you make understand what you make and then on a, on a deeper appreciation level it should there should almost be this like infinite fall but not not infinite to the point where you know the creators didn't know didn't really like wrestle with what, what am I, what am I making here? You know? And so I, I, I always create with those two things in mind of like, does it, is this enjoyable on a surface level? And then is there a bedrock? If you really dug into it, would you slam into where that, where those lyrics are, are coming from, you know? So like old Azalea dying old, old, whatever, I was listening to like in as a teenager, Kill Switch Engage, you know, like I would dig into those lyrics and I would be like, some of it I'd be like, huh? And then other times I'd be like, oh damn, you know, you'd slam into it. And so I, I think that that's, that's the, that's my hope in all of it is to not force feed, you know, my way of thinking down people's throats, but to, but to create like a, a well. And it's like, if they want to fall into that well, They'll keep falling and they'll keep falling into it. what is it? What is, and then slam into the meanings of things and understand like, oh, whoa, this whole album is like a story, you know, and it's, oh, whoa, that's, that's the point where you're running from your enemy. Oh, that's the point where you're, where you, you know, retreat in, into darkness and you feel forgotten and then you reapproach it to meet your rival and then you overcome that and, and hopefully remember what you what you've gone through. Oh shit! Like all these album, all these song titles, is like chapters of a book. Oh my gosh! Okay, I see what he was doing. You know, like all and all of that is is to like, hopefully pop somebody out of a rut and go like, go make something, go do something. Like, hopefully, what we built is so obvious that 
that it gets you on your on your feet again to see how far your wings can go and how how you know if our riffs are are like so dumb that anybody can play them like now you write a riff you know it's like the whole the whole goal is like if i can do it you can do it type thing because that was my my whole thing growing up watching bands and watching you know being in youth groups where it was like oh like all the cool band people are over there i'll never be that cool like i've i've kind of made it my goal of being like well here's here's me i'm an open book if i can do this you can do this and i'll tell you everything about how i'm doing it if it works then great if it backfires then that's great too because then you know don't go that way <laughs> you know there's no secrets here yeah it's like let me be the uh let me be the test in all this crash test dummy 100 percent. that was the word i was looking for yeah yeah but i well Absolutely. Just don't be the actual crash test on me and, you know, do that in a moving car. That might not yeah. be the best idea, Andrew. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen in that very specific yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. It'd be a little bad. But one thing I did kind of think was thinking about when you were talking about that was when it came to, you know, making this music so that people can really just jump in and dive deep into it, like diving into a well and just really being able to understand things, but not having it be so infinite where, you know, you guys didn't even know where you were making because one way I always look at music and the best way that I think I connect with it is if it's something that, you know, is metaphorical enough to where I can pick up on the emotional journey and the emotional aspect of that track, of that song, of that whole entire album and really go down that path, but have it metaphorical enough where it's not something that I have following a specific story that I can put my own story in there and follow along the emotion and fully understand that because if it is just so abstract and so metaphorical i can get lost in this infinite loop of space and time trying to figure out how, what this song is making me feel how i'm going to connect with it and then get lost completely but if it's just so on the surface it's something where i'm not going to connect that song unless i went through exactly how it was on that surface mm -hmm. or just not it's just lacking that full substance where yeah. what you guys did with sentinel was you guys, in my opinion, you guys made it metaphorical enough to the point where we weren't going to have it be so fully on the surface unless we want it to be on the surface. But you guys made it, you know, a little bit more concentrated enough to the point where we can go deep down that well and find that emotional journey. But we're not going to get stuck in this, you know, infinite loop of trying to figure out how we're connecting with this music because every song like this, it does seem like it is a chapter in a book of understanding, you know, who our own, who our own, like who our biggest enemy is, which ends up being ourselves, why that is, why we let that happen, why we let outside forces, you know, influence ourselves to, you know, put our, like to basically be the own barrier in front of ourselves because we have this innate feel that we have to, you know, do certain things a certain way. And then being able to understand that, being able to find a way to get past it, you know, build up the energy to get past that, defeat that rival that is in front of us, and then be able to take a look back and see how far we've come, but also use that as inspiration to keep going and not fall back into that trap. So the journey that's all around there is absolutely incredible. And it's something that people can not only, you know, enjoy on, on a surface level, but also go deeper into to find out more about themselves, but not get caught in that infinite loop of, I wonder how this connects with me. Yeah. And in that, you know, asking questions is the most, it can be some of the most healing th thing that we do in our entire lives, you know? And so like, even, even the most helpful people in my life are the people that ask me the right questions. You know, not necessarily telling me how to live or 
you know, commanding me to do this or that, but they're asking me the right questions of, you know, what, what, what do you think the answer is to that? Or, or what, where do you think that leads? You know? And so like in the lyrics, a lot of, a, a lot of that is trying to weave in questions, not, not, not like, you know, well, I didn't really know it just sounded cool, but what is it, what is a, you know, like a good question to ask, like in the track running, you know, will I keep running or will I fight the battle that rages in my mind? You know, it's, am I going to keep running from this forever? What I know that I need to destroy. I'm looking at this thing right in front of my face, you know, Lord of the Rings style. I supposed to chuck that thing into the fire or I know that I'm supposed to do this. I know I'm supposed to have that conversation with that person or I know that I'm supposed to try just to take this risk, you know, and then to a ask these questions of like, well, well, will I, will I keep running? Or, you know, it's so, it's, so it's fun when you're songwriting to go, here's a metaphor that, you know, sums up this, struggle or whatever it's like <laughs> and then there's you also weave in a question in there and then you also you know um just weave in also just thematic words like be betrayed is is attracted just that word betrayed it it kind of speaks for itself for me of like that's that word sums up that feeling of I can't get where, where I, where I want to go. I can't do what I want to do. I feel like I've been totally betrayed by someone or something. And I just, I feel like someone's game, like someone's beat the game before I had a chance to play at this thing, you know? And so there's, there's opportunities to kind of weave a lot of this stuff together, like metaphors, questions, thematic words. Um, but those are all, those are all tools on the, on the shelf, um, of, you know, you can make anything. There's no rules. Um, the only rule that I I operate by is because it keeps me keeps me going, keeps me motivated and energized. Is have something to say. Um, yeah, a huge book for that for me was uh, Invisible Ink by Brian McDonald. It's like a it's a screenwriting book, like what really well regarded um, screenwriting book that kind of solidified this for me. Of like when you have something to say, it's like the wire armature inside of a clay sculpture like you can hang everything off of it you can keep building on it you can make it thicker you can make it thinner you can you can add tone you can you can create structure um but only if you have the backbone the spine of like what you're really trying to say so opponent has a built-in backbone and the idea of sentinel which is you know this character that's like me versus something i don't know what that something is or who he is just yet like that that story um was kind of the backbone for sentinel so you know there's no rules but giving yourself something like that get in a framework to work with like allows you to really scale um and and build large you know undertakings like an album and I assume that when you were going through this album, creating these songs and putting everything together, just given, you know, what the meaning behind some of these songs or what the idea behind some of these songs are, you went back to probably a certain point in time where you actually were asking these questions of yourself, trying to figure out these certain things. Because when I was running through this whole entire album, especially, I'm going to use running as the example because 
I'm, I'm going to put it out here right now. Out of all the tracks on the album, Running was my favorite track out of nice. all of them. Awesome. And I think one of the major reasons, because like when I listen to it, kind of talking about, are you going to continue, are you going to continue fighting for yourself? Or are you going to, you know, run away from it and just, you know, maybe hope for the best, but maybe hope that goes away, but it really never does. And it took me back to the day after Thanksgiving in 2017, because Thanksgiving Day 2017, I, I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Thanksgiving 2017 was the worst day of my entire life. It mm. was when the everything that was going on in life, everything went terrible, where nothing was going right. I hated myself. Tried a couple of things that day where probably, you know, if I was successful, I would no longer be here. I'm just going to put mm. it that way. So mm. that next day, waking up, it was that moment and point in time where I had to figure out should am I just going to keep running from this and just keep trying to push this away or am I actually going to face this and fight this and try and beat this because I know what happens when I don't try and beat this it overtakes me it consumes me and terrible things end up trying to happen so it kind of brought me back to that point in time where I asked that question to myself and instead of running away from it at that point I decided to turn around and try and fight for myself that was five years ago, and here we are today. So just like connecting with that has just been incredible. So I assume when you were making these tracks, you went back to certain points in time in your life where you know you had to ask these questions to yourself, and then it really helped come out in the music because you're able to go back to that point in time, understand that emotion that you felt there, reflect on it, kind of have that time warp back to it, and then write from that perspective to really give that accurate emotion, that accurate feel for all of us who want to jump down that well, jump down that rabbit hole and really understand the emotion and the journey that these songs bring forward. Yeah. And that that's super powerful. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, that's, that is the goal of all of this stuff that it hits hard somehow, you know, and that, I mean, for me, the, the fight or flight point for me, like what you shared um, is, was was around do I even have the right to be the guy up on stage being the singer of a band you know because in my mind I I thought you know well that's that's reserved for you know special people that are higher than me in 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 a in some some form or another I'm here they are there. And so the whole process of writing Sentinel was shedding those scales of honestly, like going through a death of like, in, in a very similar way of, of going like, this person needs to die in order for this other person to live. And the person that gives himself permission to play music in front of people to be on podcasts like this, to write songs um, that mean that much to someone like you just shared, to have the confidence to essentially lead a crowd in music, <laughs> you know? That person wasn't alive until I, the, the insecure, unconfident person had to die, you know? And so for me running, and running is again that that question being asked of like am i going to keep running from this but what i was running from personally was giving my myself permission to speak 
and to give my give my give myself permission to offer something to someone. So my my whole life, I I'm a filmmaker, and I've been offering other people's things to the masses. You know, like when I shoot a music video, I'm offering a band's music to their crowd. I'm sort of like, sorry, sorry for this analogy, but I'm like delivering that baby to that parent, you know, and that commercial, like comm directing a commercial is the same thing. Like the clients on set, you know, their ideas are passing through you to their, you know, and then like once you're, once you're done with that, like you don't think about it ever again. And so my whole, my whole life has been like, okay, this person is trying to do this via film via video tell their story for their audience and so i just have constantly been like helping people fire arrows out of their quivers and i think really having to to come to a point of going like well but what are my arrows what are what's in my quiver and just looking at that almost metaphorical like tube and just being like I know that there's not no arrows in here, but I just can't see them yet. I just need to spend time in this empty tube in this scary space of like, I might have nothing to say here. And then I was like, ding. I was like, well, that's, that is it. I'm wrestling with this very real pain that I have nothing to say. Well, I bet a lot of other people feel like that, <laughs> you know, just like, well, well, let's just work with that, you know? So it was, it just kind of like, well, that, that's what I mean by getting over myself was it just like going, that's why I love music. And that's why I like this studio here. Like I've built a studio in my backyard and like these studio monitors, like half the time I'm in here is not with my music. It's like local hip hop artists and you know, somebody was in here the other day, like making like very depressing, like shoegaze stuff or whatever. But like, I love this process of us pulling something out of ourselves to give to someone. And every time we're doing that, we're, we are claiming our value as people to go like, I, I have something to give you. And if you're, if you're really searching for that and you're able to like sit in that long enough, I think you'll see your own life experiences as valuable. Um, enough to distill them into into something that is helpful for somebody else you know and then you just you put that to music and then that's that's just an infinite journey of knowing what's available to you you know and what how you want that to to be aesthetically you know but it starts with who you are as a person and who you can be as a person not who you are right now who you can be and music gives you that bridge to like walk further another step forward and see how far you can go you know oh absolutely and it's like i mean you go to a concert and you just see the people that are there it's just like when they're showing the music they just let themselves be in that present moment and just feel everything at that moment because mm -hmm. now they're really showing they feel comfortable enough to really express who they are truly on the inside and really let that out there without any premonition and without, you know, having that feel that bear, they're letting themselves, they're giving themselves that permission to do something like that. And I've even talked to plenty of other artists that are still, you know, they're up on stage. They're the ones that are, you know, give, putting their wor world out there, putting themselves out there, but they still struggle with that. And I've, I've talked to some of them. I've seen someone perform live and I've seen the emotional toll it takes on them after every single show. 
And over time, you know, I hope it continues to get easier for them to be able to express themselves and give themselves permission to be able to, you know, do that. And again, it's not you it's not anybody else giving them permission. It's them giving themselves the permission to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible when they're able to express that and see people connect with it. And then of course, after the show, people going up to these artists and just really talking to them, like, you know, and feeling that genuineness there. Music brings out that, you know, inner self of ourselves. And music allows us to have the permission to do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It allows us to allow ourselves to be able to really let ourselves come full force and be truly who we are. And it doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to that makes you do that, but it just shows how powerful art and music truly is. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible to the point where, you know, when it came down to really writing that, like writing, running and really getting into that depth of it, you went to that place as well, where you had always been the person that was helping people deliver that message, helping people deliver what they wanted to say. And mm-hmm. the struggle was allowing yourself to be able to do that, be able to get out from being, you know, the guy behind the guy to being the guy mm-hmm. along with while still helping people out do that exact same thing as well. There's so much going there, but being able to give yourself permission to be who you really want to be and say what you want to say. There are many people that struggle with that. And hopefully mm-hmm. this is something that allows them to understand that and helps them use music in a way to aid in the process of giving themselves permission to kind of let go of these other premonitions and go after what they want to go after in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, a side note, I, you know, when the album came out, I started, you know, Googling opponent Sentinel review, you know, just see what, what, what people thought about it. And it's like, literally the only things that are coming up are like people just writing negative reviews. just going like, well, this is just, you know, this is totally forgettable and, and whatever. And it's just, it's just funny to me how, like, when you, when you create from a place of, like, no, 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 I don't care (laughs) about, like, this has to work for me first before it works for anybody else. And so I, I love being able to go, that's fine, man. It didn't work for you. Here's the thing. For me, it worked and it got me to be the like in creating this album with my brothers in the band, they're not my, my, you know, by blood brothers, but we've been in this to win this <laughs> together, you know, physically out there building a studio with, you know, nail guns and getting glass insulation burns everywhere. <laughs> you know, just like, I don't really necessarily care if somebody, if it didn't work for them, I do care if it didn't work for us as people to get to where we want to go. So for, for the kind of people that we want to be, which is confident, deliberate people that build things with purpose for other people, it works for that, you know? Um, and if it doesn't work for you, that's totally fine. But to say it doesn't work, I would say, yeah, no, it it works. (laughs) Um, it's a, it's a, you know, I'm not going to open your journal and say, hey, this journal um, doesn't work for me. Be like, okay, well, that's not, it's not your journal. You know, um, you chose to listen to our hearts being poured out on the page and on, on the guitar. Um, so, and on, and on the drum set and on the cymbals and straight up, if you can't respect that, I don't know what you can respect anywhere else. So I, I, 
I just I love it's been it's been a funny thing to to see like oh it, like when you when you release something and put something out in the world you kind of hit a point where if you made it from a place of authenticity and someone is is telling you yeah this doesn't work it's like okay it doesn't work for you I get that um, but at least recognize um, where it was coming from why it was built and uh, understand that for for someone somewhere it works and that that's all that matters like it doesn't we're not we're not here to make the best album the best metal album of all time like people say that a lot like all we got to do is show up and make the you know we're, our job is to make the best metal up it's like i'm under no illusion that that happened but for me and my life i made the best metal album for our lives at this moment and we are offering it to you and we're so excited um that it's finally here i guess that's that's where we're that's where we're at you know and it's metal so fuck off if you don't like it <laughs> well even let's just going there, there's three things that popped in my head specifically around there. One is when kind of like look at bands, it's like, you know, the, the bands that have made some of those albums are like the best whatever album of all time. Best metal, best metalcore, whatever it might be. I'm going to use metalcore as an example. Go back to 2013 and think about it. It's like one of the best metalcore albums of all time. People will pick Separate Turtle by Bring Me the Horizon. And that whole entire album, it's, it's nothing, it's not fluff. It's all about Ali Sykes really diving deep into himself being personal about it and letting it all out there especially with you know addiction to ketamine so many other things are going on there i know he said the album almost killed him to put it out there but it's how much you put into it and just being open about it and you know people connect with it if people don't connect with other certain things that's fine but if you really want to understand an album though especially kind of like how i do it there's certain albums where i listen to them like you know on the surface after one run through just to get a taste of it just to get a feel of it I might not necessarily connect with it very much on the surface. It's not until I actually start to look into a little bit more, look into the lyrics, look into the meaning of that song and see how the emotions and how the sounds of the guitar, of the drums, how the pacing, how the vocals, how that all plays in part there. All of a sudden, you know, could it be my favorite album of all time? Yes. Could it not be? Very much so. But if I had that understanding behind it, I can appreciate more of where the artist was coming from and really getting a deep dive look into that. That's some of the problem I have with certain reviews over time as well, just because honestly, I think a good amount of them, it's like, okay, you listen to the album once, it's like, oh, this doesn't work for me. So they're going to just, you know, put it out there and then that's that. And if that's the way you want to do it, okay. But, you know, we're not, if, if we went in your personal journal and we, you know, read in like, hey, you know, that story right there that you told about, that might be the most important story of yours. And eh, that just didn't do it for me. I mean, how would that make them feel? Even yeah. when it comes to reviews as well. I know, like, I forgot what publication <laughs> it was. They gave the new Memphis May Fire album two out of five stars. And I was looking through it. I'm like, looking at how people are connecting with them. Just like, um, yeah, let, let the fans decide exactly what yeah. they think on that one. You know, reviewers, you can put out your opinion there as well because you're a listener as well. Someone like myself that's on a podcast, we can do the exact same thing. However... We got to do our due diligence and, you know, being able to, like, okay, you know, maybe this album didn't work for me, but always try and put some sort of positive on there because music and the way people connect with it is all different. It's all subjective to how your brain works and what mm -hmm. you've gone through and how you connect with that emotion. So mm -hmm. if we can guide you to something that, you know, might end up connecting with you emotionally stronger than some other things, then, you know, your viewers, podcasters, people who talk about music, getting it into the hands of people that it's going to help connect with. Then we did our jobs. Dude, totally. And like, 
the biggest one of the biggest wins to me is this poster uh, was made by my friend Austin Woodhead, and like we made he he made this artwork, and it just it, a it's sick on like it just it feels like a a freaking like skate deck or something, but uh, but like he got the idea of like oh me versus myself, and so like he he's like this skeleton fighting this Grim Reaper over a pile of skulls like it's like it's so it's so like old school thrash poster art type thing like and like some some guy gave us a banner with like the two peas facing itself and like one of my favorite things about demon hunter is like every time i go to a demon hunter show there's just like lines of people with demon hunter tattoos you know that were their ideas you know and so i'm just like I love this idea that you, you can make an idea that is sort of a, a platform for other creativity to happen. And so, you know, I just, the goal is to inspire someone else to go make their thing, you know? And so that if we can do it, whatever it is you want to do, you know, I promise you if, if me or the guys in the band can do what we're doing right now, you can absolutely do what you want to do um and the only person stopping you is yourself oh absolutely and if you guys end up taking that artwork and making it onto a skate deck can, can you do one thing and please let me know because i, got <laughs> I four see the skate, skate decks yeah I got, yeah i got four skate decks up here let's dude just, let's do that We've yeah I, I could add a i could add a fifth to that to that line. i should ask austin to to make like a a taller version of this or even just slap that in the middle and just board slide once and it's gone. That'd be funny. Yeah, and I could, you know, I've got, I got plenty of room. Hell, we can just put it right here and all of a sudden it's like perfectly yeah, placed and everyone gets to see it every single podcast. Dude, that, okay. Well, I'm taking you up on that 100%. No, ab absolutely. Because one thing I always like to do is all of a sudden, you know, make a couple of cuts on some wood to be able to mount it, get the drill out. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just right okay. into the wall. Yeah, I love that. Just right into the wall. That's My sweet. landlord uh, will see what happens when I move out of here because there might be some holes in the wall from screws, from the skate decks, from a couple of the posters I have hung up here. A lot of it is done with like, you know, like the, like the that like 3M command strip stuff, the city yeah. stuff. But for some of these things... I'm not risking it. We got to go with this. We got to go hardware. We got to go. With Who knows? Shoes. You know, he could walk in and that artwork could really speak to him and he could go, you know what? I should stop being a landlord and I wish I should change my life and uh, stop standing in my way of being a great person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. <laughs> artwork can do any. It can, artwork I'm can do kidding. many great things. Art can do fantastic <clears throat> things. Art, art is what makes the world beautiful in the yeah. end. Because yeah. think about this. Watch a movie. And remove all the music from it. That's a terrible movie. It's so it's so gnarly, yeah. It's so gnarly. If you do, yeah, hundred percent. If you take if you take music out of some of the best stuff, like the ending of Casablanca or something, like I'm just laugh. I'm just laughing at how like dry that would be with just like clothes wrestling while that hug happens. <laughs> <laughs> and the credits just roll. There's no music. That's brutal. Or I was even thinking about like think about the opening scene in Inglorious Bastards with Christoph Waltz as Hans Lennon. Take like take like yeah. he's like he's That'd still commanding awesome. and powerful in that moment. But take the music out of there and the tension of that scene just is not as amplified or is not the same. I mean, I watched that scene, you know, I've seen that movie multiple times. I've watched that scene multiple times. Just a it's, guy going <clears throat> in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's still 
gets to you. Like it's still get the tension still gets you no matter what. And of course, a lot of that has to be off of the performance, but the music also amplifies that in such a way where you watch it over and over and over again, and you feel the exact same way as you always have. Mm -hmm. Yep. So well, nice. I, I, that's the well, that's the goal of every show, you know. Like, how do you when you perform this stuff live? That I'll say the next thing that I'm excited about is performing this stuff live. You know, every show is different. And you can take a sort of, you know, built with purpose type song like Running or, you know, Shadows or any of these songs that like kind of have their own meaning and messaging behind them. For some reason, it's like every time you play those things, it takes on a whole different thing. And that's what I love about Gio as a drummer is he like some sometimes and that's like why we don't play to a click like we have like old school like three piece energy like locked in like sometimes you'll slow songs way down i'm like really okay and then i'll play it you know even even the opening track sentinel and like that like some nights he'll play it like and it it feels like a different song just because of a tempo change and that's what that's what I love how these things can hit. You know, you you can meet you can you can walk into a room with the same sentence, but how you walk into that room can change what you're what you mean. That's you know that's that's what my favorite part about playing live is is you know you you get you get to swing the axe at a different angle every night. You know that's that's just that makes it interesting every time. No, absolutely. Even from like the fans' perspective as well, being in the crowd, some of the most memorable shows I've been to this year have been when bands have done something like that where they've taken, you know, if you want to listen to the recorded version, yeah, the recorded version is there on the album for you. You can stream it all you want. You can buy the CD. You can download. You can buy the MP3. You can buy the vinyl and play it on this bad boy right here and jam out with me and we can have a great time. But seeing something like that live and all of a sudden you're seeing the, just the change of it and you know what, you know the song, you know the emotion, you know the meaning behind it, you know how it connects with you. But then when you get to hear it in a different way live, whether it is hell more of a slower, you know, to it maybe it has a little bit more of an upbeat tempo to it maybe all of a sudden something that i really like to see is all of a sudden bands that you know they primarily stick with clean lyrics and all of a sudden they put some unclean stuff in there and they drop some of the tunes down just to make sure that those like hit those like choruses or pre-choruses they just hit in such a heavier motion you just get thrown back and you're like Mm -hmm. holy shit i had no mm -hmm. idea that that was possible and you get a whole new appreciation for the song and it hits you in such a different way mm -hmm. but you still feel that powerful emotion like you did when you first really connected with the song on the album the first time you heard it yeah and i think the credit to those moments goes to the audience you know because the band wouldn't play it differently unless they were reacting to the energy of the audience in front of them you know and like we were practicing yesterday in the studio and for some reason in between um in between the, the well the song right before forgotten like i just like decided to like let extra feedback happen like literally like bend the neck of the guitar down like i don't have a whammy bar but i'm like bending the stock of the guitar just like dropping this like dive bomb of like everything just kind of falling and everybody's just like but we had 
we had two people that don't usually practice with us just hanging out with us in the practice room and I felt like these guys aren't like emotionally at the place where this song is but I'm gonna I like I'm gonna tip them off the cliff here for a second and like everybody like falls into this like anxious state and then we start you know then like the song starts for forgotten and just like when you have that push and pull energy with with the crowd like my favorite shows are when the crowd is like the other half of the performance that's like like man gojira playing live in poland at that that giant one that they did recently with like you know 500 people just in the front on people's shoulders and like the they play the songs all differently because they're responding to that specific situation which is just like you know and led zeppelin and great grateful dead and like all these all these different things so that's my favorite thing that's what i'm looking forward to about the future and that's what i'm really excited about is you write this material but then when you take it on the road and when you perform it it's not just us on stage like we really are excited to perform with the audience and like that's my that's my favorite part about playing live it's different every night well you, you know i'm gonna have to ask this question right now because we're talking about you guys playing this stuff live and being able to do different things with it so that you can connect with you guys and really build up and work alongside that emotion alongside that drive when are we going to see this stuff played live and when are we going to experience this sometime soon? Because now you got me all amped up for this. <laughs> yeah. So we're slated to, to go on tour with Demon Hunter September. Um, it's uh, it's fully announced. Uh, check, uh, check our Instagram page for those details, those show dates. Um, it's going to be so sick. And then before that, uh, we've got a couple local warm-up shows um so anybody in the northwest area that wants to see us kind of roll up our sleeves um and get ready for the for the big stuff um we've got a few things coming down the pipe locally before then too i hope you know right as you were talking about that i had to go to your instagram page and look up the demon hunter tour to see where like where it might be coming (laughs) near me and yeah let me me take a look at these closer dates because my computer screen is not very well uh zoomed up there yeah, you Ooh. can zoom on Instagram, thankfully. All right, that might... <laughs> Not going to lie, because I'm looking at this, I'm like, what's the closest one to me? And it is... Uh, it's the first one. It is the first really? one. Yeah. Nice. The one at the Sweet. Forge in Joliet. And that venue is... It's not the biggest venue, but it is one hell of a fun venue. I've seen one Sweet. show there at the past, the Forge. It was... I think it was Fame on Fire... Currents and Ice Nine Kills is the headliner, and I'm a big Ice Nine Kills fan, so I'll put it this way: that crowd was shoulder to shoulder, people sold out show, and everyone was in every single word, every step of the way. So awesome! Well, we'll, we'll put you on the guest list and uh, get that skate deck email mailed over to you asap, pronto. Or if you instead of mailing over me, you know, when I just, just give you the skate deck, yeah, yeah I'll there pick you it go. up in person because then that means I get to. That's you know, what I'm talking about. Okay. I get to go say hi, you know, and be like, hey, hi, how's it going, guys? Yeah, if if you saw, you know, the crazy guy in the Milwaukee Brewers head that just got knocked his, like, knocked around the pit and was knocking (laughs) him around just for the fun of it, if it looked like he got hurt, don't worry. It's just me. I'm fine. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'd I'd love to see you and uh, give you a a high five and a a skate deck. We'll, We'll put you on the guest list for sure and whoever else you want. 
High five and a skate deck. I mean, I, I'll just go with the I'll just go with the high five. Honestly, <clears throat> that would be Sick. more than enough. But I will. I'll take that skate deck and then get the drill and go. You should bring you should bring trucks and just be like in the pit doing kickflips for no reason. Just like it's a metal show, but then also like there's a guy doing skate tricks in the middle. Like that would be so so funny. That might we're the, still... we're the openers, so it's like whatever you want to do. Whatever <clears throat> I want to do, but whatever I want to do might just encompass me just going absolutely crazy and just going nuts <laughs> and just going, you know, getting amped up with it because my precursor yeah. to that show that you guys will be playing is going to be Architects. So I'm going to be already amped oh, up enough as is. So we're Holy just going to keep this rolling yeah. and keep this flowing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no eight strings to be found in our band. Sorry. Nope. Just a hell of a lot of fun and a hell of a lot of fun diving deep into those lyrics. That's basically <laughs> awesome. where it's going to come from, man. It's where it's yeah. going to be. Yep. Well, Andrew, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, what I always like to end this with is by giving you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, Andrew, the floor is yours. Uh, I would just say ask yourself some deep questions you've never asked yourself lately. You know, go on a walk. Like get out, get away from technology. Ask yourself, you know, what do I really want to be doing, and what is really in my way to that, and how do I overcome that obstacle? And I think that if you're courageous enough to get close enough to that question, you might just see your own reflection. That is some. That is one of the best things I think I've ever heard of when I've given people a chance to say whatever they want to say. So. <laughs> damn like that took me back sweet well now go listen to reflection because that's what that song is all right, I'm gonna, right after this i'm gonna go back and listen to reflection but now it's time <laughs> for me to end this podcast with three three kind of three very specific things so first things first yes this is our interview with andrew from opponent sentinel is out now and you're gonna want to go deep with these lyrics go deeper this out really f- listen to it understand it pull a lot of things out for it. ask yourselves those questions that you may have been afraid to ask beforehand understand certain of those things and then be able to become the best person for yourself that you can possibly be so the best way to do that is to go and listen to sentinel by opponent go and follow them on all their social media accounts watch the music videos buy some merch you know buy them all that kind of stuff and also go get tickets for their tour with demon hunter i mean i just said with demon hunter so you know you're going to want to go and do that but do you want to go and search all this stuff up yourself i know you probably don't want to so let me do all the work for you go to scripture the podcast say find opponent online links for the social media accounts links for youtube links for the website links where you can buy merch links where you can get tickets for the show with the shows with demon hunter and where you can stream the music by music download music and get into sentinel by opponent absolutely go through the podcast links labels are there for you it's a one click boom you're there so go and do it go and follow everything they have go support them because well i'm putting all the work in for you All you got to do is click one time and boom, you're good. Thanks, Kevin. You're the man. You're welcome. Now it's time for number two. So, Andrew, whenever I have people on the podcast and I enjoy having the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise them as a thank you and as a way to continue to support them. And this this promise is kind of like a running thing that every band I've had on this podcast so far has earned this. You have not broken that streak in any manner, (laughs) my friend. You have not. So this is my promise to you. It is not an if. If implies possibility of not happening. This is when, because when implies it will happen. Date to be determined. However, we do have a date for this one, which is September 9th at the Forge in Julian, Illinois. So on September 9th, when I get to see you perform live for the first time. That's, that's a promise. My promise to you is this, sir. 
First round's on me. Second round, on me. Perfect. <laughs> and then now all of a sudden you know where that skate deck's going to go? Right, right there. there. Hell yeah. It is perfectly done. So, Andrew, as we bring this podcast conclusion, time for number three. And that is, I can't end this podcast by saying goodbye for a number of reasons. One is... This was an absolutely fantastic, just mind-opening, just really getting deep in that mental state podcast, and I absolutely loved it, and I am hoping that everyone listening would love it, so I can't take it by because I don't want to be the only time we have you on the podcast. On top of that, I made a promise to you September 9th, I'm going to see you perform live, and I got to make it my promise the first round's on me, and also, you know, again, skate that right there, so... I can't end this by saying goodbye because that kind of implies that this is the last time this is going to happen. No, 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 no. That's not how I roll. I'm going to end it by saying this. See you later. See you later. Well, well, folks, this is review with Andrew from the band Opponent out of Seattle, Washington. Remember, their new album, Sentinel, is out now. So go and take a listen to it. Go down the well with it. Go down the rabbit hole with it and really listen to it. Really get into the lyrics and find out things about yourself and ask that question yourself. Am I my own worst enemy? And really dive deep into that emotion and understand that really the person that's probably standing in the way of your happiness is you. Also, be sure to follow along with opponent on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find them on social media. Watch your music videos. Support them on all streaming platforms, whichever one is your preference. Go listen to them, stream them, buy them, download them, buy some merch, and buy tickets to their show when they're playing with Demon Hunter in September of 2022. If you're going to that first one in Joliet on September 9th, yeah, you're going to find me in the pit, baby. Oh, yeah. So links for opponent in the description of the podcast under find opponent online. We are good to go. So go and do that. Also, be sure you're subscribing and liking all the stuff for the Chord Progression Podcast. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. And we put all these crazy things out online there as well. All the crazy videos, all the crazy stuff from the podcast. You're not going to miss out on it. It's the best way to experience the podcast, along with subscribing to the podcast on YouTube to watch it so you can listen on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or if you might get your podcast. Thank you to Britain Media for helping us out by promoting this up because at this point in time we should be at the twenty thousand audio download marker three months ago we just reached the 10 now we're at 20 oh yeah you're gonna want to be a part of this family so if you're already subscribed thank you if you're just subscribing thank you if you're not subscribing please 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 that's all i got for you just please subscribe please support us this is like you know the, the best part of my day best part of you know what I'm doing right now is just this podcast. I absolutely love it, and we're not stopping. Also, remember, check out our sponsors. First off, Manscaped. Remember, the Boxers 2.0 help protect those family jewels. They got the trademark jewel pouch. Sleek, soft, comfortable, flexible, supportive. Oh, yeah. Be, sh- be sure to go to manscaped.com. Check them out. Get a pair for yourself. 20% off and free shipping. Use code cppmanscaped.com. Remember, we are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Festival happening on uh, happening on October 20th and 21st of 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Remember, we're going to be out there. We're sponsoring the festival. Pancakes in the pit. Turn memes into dreams. Tickets on sale now. Go to whenwewerehungryfestival.com. Link description to the podcast. Go get your tickets. Come part of this Pancakes in the Pit. Thank you to Andrew being on the podcast. Once again, thank you to Opponent for making one hell of an album. They really dive deep into and ask those questions about yourself in Sentinel. And I'll see him October, not October, September 9th in Joliet, Illinois, at the Forge with Demon Hunter and that skate deck right there. On that note, that's going to be for you guys. Congratulations to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes. The big, healthy, and hearty. See ya!
Oh, yeah!